0: Hello and welcome to The Weekend Wrap for the week on Wednesday. I am Ben Davison and it is my great pleasure to be with you on this Mother's Day, Sunday the 8th of May. So a big happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, Of course, I have multiple mothers being blessed as I am and a very happy Mother's Day to all of them. And of course, I also want to spare a thought for those for whom Mother's Day is a sad day, those who've lost a child uh, either during pregnancy or when their child uh, died before them as a parent. This is, can be a very difficult day. So our thoughts go to you as well. And I hope that you are getting the support and comfort that you need on this day. Of course, Mother's Day wouldn't be complete without the Mother's Day Classic, which raises funds and awareness to support women and breast cancer. And of course, during a federal election campaign, you couldn't possibly have Mother's Day without there being political announcements. So we've seen Scott Morrison make an announcement about some additional supports around the IVF process and Labor make announcements around intergenerational playgroups, which if you've seen the ABC documentary where young children interact with elders in a care environment, you can see the benefits there for Both ends of the age spectrum. Labour, of course, has also focused in on the gender pay gap and the gender pay inequities that exist in our system. And I'll come to that shortly when I talk about Tanya Plibersek and her appearance on Insiders. But first, I want to talk about Waleed Ali's appearance on Insiders. Waleed got it so wrong, so wrong on Insiders when it comes to the issue of inflation. Now, we know that inflation is going up record levels under scott morrison we know that wages have gone backwards record cuts under scott morrison we know that interest rates have now risen for the first time in over a decade so of course this should be a topic of discussion but the reality of what was said on insiders versus the reality of what is going on in the economy are chalk and cheese walid essentially said We need more wage cuts to bring inflation under control, and that, in fact, lower wage growth would help lower inflation. This, of course, would be true if, true if, inflation were being driven by excessive wage increases. However, we know wages are going backwards. And here's the proof in the pudding. The Treasury Secretary, Scott Morrison's, Scott Morrison's public servant, has said that we could have productivity growth of 1.5% and have 4% wage growth with no pressure on inflation. So for every 1.5% growth in productivity, we could have 4% growth in wages. Now, a report released by Australian unions Don't forget to go and join australianunions.org.au slash wow, join your union, because unions are delivering pay increases, but their report this week found that productivity has grown 10.3% since 2013. Now, you might think, well, Ben, surely that means we could have wage increases around 40% without any impact on inflation. Maybe we could, maybe we couldn't. What we know is that we've only had wage increases of 1.6% during that time, which is less, not only less than the productivity so-called cap on wages, but less than inflation. Wages have gone backwards. Wages have gone backwards. Inflation in the economy is being driven by profiteering, by a lack of productive investment in uh, actual infrastructure and tangible assets. It's been driven by poor government policy, by waste, by rorts, by unproductive government investment as opposed to productive government investment. We've seen the minimum wage drop to 12th in the OECD. Australia used to proudly have the highest minimum wage in the world. Now, Waleed, I appreciate that When it comes to the issue of inflation, the old issue was too much wage growth. In the 70s, sure, you could make the argument that we needed to slow down wage growth and let productivity catch up. But as Treasury has indicated, as the Center for Future Work has indicated, as economist after economist has indicated, the issue is not wage growth issue is a lack of wage growth where people are going backwards. The issue is a lack of investment in sustainable productivity enhancements. So this criticism that came through on Insiders of Labor's investments in early childhood education, in caring for our elders, in improving productivity by lifting skills and training, is just bizarre to me. These are the investments we need government to make. We need fewer regional development, in inverted commas, grants for harbourside pools and more lifting of wages in aged care, in child care. These are investments that will improve aggregate demand in a sustainable way. We need investments that allow us to build and manufacture things here in Australia. This is what Labor is promising. New Zealand faces the same, the same economic pressures around inflation that we do. And what have they done? They've lifted their minimum wage by 6%. There are things that can be done to address the cost of living crisis that don't drive inflation. As the Treasury Secretary says, we could have 4% wage growth with no pressure on inflation for every one and a half points of productivity growth. And since 2013, we've had 10.3% growth in productivity. There is a big gap between how productive the working people of Australia are being and how we are being remunerated. And Morrison is not addressing that gap. And on Insiders Today, there was a starkly ideological view around inflation and economic management. And I don't think necessarily that it was a deliberate attempt to undermine working people, but it is a neoliberal economic mindset, an ideological mindset, that if inflation is up, it must be because of wages. Well, actually, inflation is up and wages are down. The issue here is not the workers of Australia. The issue here is the government of Australia and, frankly, some of our capitalists as well. Of course, Tanya Plibersek was on Insiders Today talking about some of these issues. And it was great to hear her commit to helping lift workers' pay. Of course, on Mother's Day, there is a focus on the gender pay gap, on making uh, gender pay equality a purpose of our industrial relations system of the laws that govern it we've heard before about secure jobs being part of the purpose of the laws that govern our industrial relations system we've heard about casual definitions we've heard about uh, limiting the use of continually rolling contracts of removing the waste in the public sector from external consultants and offshore consultancy firms and of course Tanya Plibersek again committed labor to same job, same pay. That's where there are workers in sites, whether they're mines or manufacturing sites or offices, where you have someone who's employed directly being paid one wage, someone who's a labor hire worker doing the exact same work but paid a different wage, and possibly even somebody on a different form of contract being paid a different amount again. This is how workers are divided by bad bosses who seek to undermine the wage of everyone involved. Same job, same pay removes that stick, removes that division from workers in the workforce. Of course, so important that we criminalise wage theft. If an employer can steal your wages and get away with it, They will steal your wages and get away with it. And I'm not just talking about the corner store or the dodgy cafe. We've seen this happen in massive publicly listed companies. We've seen it happen at banks, supermarkets, insurance companies. We've seen it happen in airlines. We've seen it happen right across the economy. Unlawful conduct by employers. Qantas sacking people unlawfully, refusing to reinstate them. The Commonwealth Bank underpaying workers, using pay secrecy clauses to stop workers from discussing their pay with each other. Labour will outlaw those so that there can no longer be a pocket of workers here and a pocket of workers there and a boss that plays us off against each other. This is about rebalancing the system. Of course, there's lots. Lots more issues in the way wages are being set at the moment. We've seen the rise of digital sham contracting, of mass casualisation, and Labor has said things about those as well. So I would urge people who watch Insiders, and I know many of the people who listen to The Week on Wednesday do, to just remember that unfortunately what Waleed said is not true. There may need to be Some bitter medicine, in inverted commas, around how government spends money or what government spends money on. It may mean that the extra netball courts or the extra football fields or the extra soccer pitch, dear to my heart as those things may be, don't get built at the moment. That may be something that we have to swallow. But the idea that workers need to swallow further pay cuts is simply not true. And in fact, will damage our economy because workers are going backwards. Our minimum wage has dropped to 12. We've seen working people suffer pay cuts. And the Reserve Bank this week has said that people will have pay cuts until the end of 2023. Under the current policy settings, under the Morrison government, under a re-elected Morrison government, Australian working people will suffer pay cuts At least until the end of 2023. That's from the independent Reserve Bank Governor. So let's be very clear here. It's not workers driving inflation. It's poor decisions by the Morrison government and bad policy settings that have created this problem. To change it, we have to change the government and change the policy settings. I want to talk a little bit about what happened with the NDIS this week, because there was a lot of talk about the NDIS, but not about the NDIS, about talking about the NDIS. And frankly, I found it to be appalling. There are genuine, significant issues in the NDIS, and we see participants in the NDIS, we see advocates for the NDIS try and raise these issues again and again and again. And instead of focusing on cuts to support packages, unavailability of services, the corporatization and legal minefield that the NDIS has become, the staffing caps, which have effectively slowed down and broken how the NDIA, that's the department that administers the NDIS, actually functions. The Explosion in digital sham contracting that is undermining both quality of support and workers' rights and safety. The introduction of foreign private equity, massive pools of capital from overseas, recognizing an opportunity to profit from a government program here in Australia. These are just some of the issues. The use of coercion and control against participants by unregistered providers, hugely problematic. These are some of the issues in the NDIS that need to be talked about, raised, and dealt with. And there's some great reporting in The Guardian today and in previous weeks about the actual issues. Now, Labor has some extensive policy work on this quite a long policy document with some significant detail, but the media, rather than asking about the detail, rather than raising issues about the NDIS, rather than saying, Morrison has done this, what would you do differently? Rather than saying, you've said you'll do this, Morrison won't respond. Focused in on what's the six-point plan, what are the motherhood statements? And then, when Anthony Albanese checked his notes to give them the motherhood statements they were so desperate to receive, they criticised him for that. Well, frankly, I would rather a Labour leader who looks at the notes, who reads about the policy, who relies on their team to do the work, who knows their team is doing it because they've got the brief in front of them, than a Prime Minister who's happy to go off on any old tangent and say any old thing, no matter whether it's true or not, just to placate the media pack. And we see it again and again and again, where Morrison just lies through his teeth. I didn't say that. I didn't say this. You're misinterpreting this. And yet when you go back and you check the tape and you check the footage, Morrison has lied. That's not something we can say about Anthony Albanese. So, I would just encourage people during this election campaign to remember to focus on the issue behind the soundbite, the issue behind the press packs screaming, ranting attacks on the leaders of the parties, even the ones on Morrison, frankly. What is the policy? What is the issue? What is the impact on people? Because when it comes to the NDIS, the impact on people is hugely, hugely significant. And you should check out the pieces in The Guardian today, because there are real people being impacted. Another story that has come up just in the last couple of days that I think it's really worth having a look at is that Medicare is being scammed. Now, Morrison government has said that 90% of uh, Medicare treatments are being bulk billed, the GP visits are being bulk billed. This has not resonated with people because we all have had to pay a gap fee. So many people go, but I've had to pay a gap fee and I've had to pay a gap fee. And if you talk to anyone you know, they've had to pay a gap fee. Some people have been bulk billed sometimes, but often they're paying a gap fee. What has been revealed just in the last couple of days by the Health Forum report, which is in The Guardian, is that people are paying out-of-pocket expenses and it's not being recorded. So people are paying directly to the doctor or the clinic or the surgery, whatever you want to call it, and they're not entering it into the Medicare system. They're bulk billing the person through Medicare and then they're charging the person on top. And this has come to light because people have checked their Medicare records. People who have paid $30, $40, $50 out-of-pocket you know, for five, six, 10, 12 appointments in a year and going, hang on a minute, my gov record says I haven't paid any out-of-pocket expenses, but my bank account is telling me I have and I remember paying it. Now, this is a hugely scandalous situation and might impact millions of Australians and gives us some understanding of why Morrison's STAT, Morrison's line, Morrison's talking point on Medicare, didn't make sense to any of us. It's because it's not real. It's because it's not true. It's because rather than have a system that is rigorous and has oversight and accountability, they have a system that's designed to give political advantage. And this just goes to the heart of why we need a federal ICAC. It goes to the heart of what's wrong with the Morrison government, that they don't care about what happens to people. They don't care about the outcomes. They don't care about people who rely on the NDIS. They employ lawyers to keep people off the NDIS. They don't care about injured workers. They hire lawyers to keep injured workers off workers' comp. They don't care about people needing Medicare. They ignore the huge gaps in oversight that allow unscrupulous people to charge a fee and not record it. This is fundamentally Morrisonism at its purest. If Medicare is being rorted, if Medicare has been the subject of a scandal, then the Morrison government should resign. It is the biggest and most revolutionary program in Australian political history up until the NDIS. And yet Morrison has allowed it to become riddled with this scandal. Now, I hope these are small numbers of people. I hope that this is an isolated set of incidents, but it looks like, and when you talk to people, you get a sense that it is in actual fact widespread. And even the president of the AMA has made the point that bulk billing only, only pays about $35 a patient. It's not enough. It's not enough to pay the doctor, to pay the admin worker, to pay rent, to pay for supplies, to pay for electricity, to pay for training. It's not enough. And in those circumstances where there is then no oversight, where there is a government desperate to tell a positive story about high bulk billing rates, do we really think, do we really think that there isn't widespread, effectively under-the-table payments, and that most people who make a payment don't even collect the receipt, don't really ever check, because they're frankly just scraping the money together to make the payment in the first place. Huge, huge story. We're entering the last two weeks of the campaign, and of course Van Battam and Francis Leach tonight on Facebook and YouTube through Australian unions are going to be calling the debate. It's a hugely important debate. Pre-poll opens on Monday. People start voting from Monday morning. If you're listening to this, don't forget, put the Liberals last, vote one Labor. You know, Australian unions are hosting this fantastic event with Van Badham our very own Van Battam, and on the jobs, Francis Leach. I'll be talking about the debate. I'll be live tweeting it. Uh, I'll be there in studio as well. We're really looking forward to that. I think they're going to have some special guests from the ACTU, so don't forget to check that out. Of course, you know, if you want increased wages, if you want more job security, if you want safer workplaces, if you want to drive policy that improves and builds our nation, join your union, australianunions.org.au wow. And a huge shout out and thank you to everybody who has been supporting our podcast over the last four months, in particular with our supporter page. That's buymeacoffeecom week on Wednesday. slash week on Wednesday. We've been overwhelmed with your support. Advertising prices have gone up in the last, next two weeks. We will continue to try and advertise, but we know our reach will be affected because of the election. We'll stay in the market, we'll keep getting the word out, so it's never been a more important time for you to like, to share, to comment, talk about these issues with your friends, to talk about these issues with your family, to talk about these issues in your workplace because we are so close, so close to getting rid of the Morrison government and building a better future. Now, hopefully you'll join Van tonight for the debate Uh, Between Anthony Albanese and Scott Morrison, you can watch live on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, And until I speak with you again on Wednesday, when Van will join me for the week on Wednesday, remember to be kind to yourself and to each other.